0: Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobion, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. I hope you enjoyed your time off over the holiday season. I hope that um, the new year has been kind to you, given our current circumstances, that you're able to invite ease and calm into your life while we try to navigate the ever-changing landscape. And always remember that breath is available to us, that the ground is there for us to lean on and be present in this moment. And so I have a special surprise for you, my friends. I have a guest, which I feel like it's been forever since I've had a guest. And I'm just so excited. I'm so, so, so excited because, well, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about him first. Before well, maybe not because I was trying to bring up his bio and then I just went just crashed. (laughs) But it's okay. I'm just gonna tell you from what I remember because he is amazing and I met him through a friend. Um, he I don't know, you're just a beautiful soul. And I will I will say your name in a second, but I like like giving little hints like, oh, who is this person? Well, he is Filipino. And I was like immediately taken by that. I was like, oh yes, my people. Um, He reads tarot and he's just a beautiful soul. And I, I know that above all things, from what I remember reading in the bio, that he considers himself a storyteller. And that speaks to my poet and writer heart. Like, you don't even know. So welcome to the show, Erin Bates, Hello,
1: it's so (laughs) nice to be here. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here because- So many nice things to say about me.
0: (laughs) I know, I just love connecting with other Filipinos who um, are not lawyers or doctors. Who, far from that who, yeah who like to venture out into the non-catholic realms of spirituality mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and dabbling in the in the spaces where i don't know about you but as as a person who was raised catholic um in those spaces that were seen as like forbidden or taboo or like the mm-hmm. devil's work or whatever so maybe mm-hmm. we can talk a little bit about that as we continue this conversation
1: yeah fun um, fact i am maybe like part of a few filipinos who are not catholic and we're not i i was uh raised christian though but oh. so i definitely feel that into the unknown darkness yes. about carol and things like that but not from a christian uh, from a catholic side for some reason
0: oh so something to talk about all right so let's start our episode with hafez just to invoke the the great sufi mystic um because i just love how he calls in um a, a connection with the divine with such like ecstatic love. Um, And so we'll just do a little roulette. I like to do just a random. I think of these poems, this book of poems from The Gift um, as an oracle, you know? So I just like, kind of like go, where is it gonna land? And here we go with Elephant Wondering. Elephant Wondering. A seed has sprouted beneath a golden leaf in a dark forest. This seed is seriously contemplating seriously wondering about the moseying habits of the elephant. Why? Because in this lucid wine-drenched tale, the elephant is really God who has his big foot upon us, upon the golden leaf under which lies this sprouting universe, wherein we are all a little concerned and nervous. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. What do you think about that?
1: It makes me... How do you feel? Feel like this moment in time where there is so much out of our control and outside of us that feels like a force sometimes against us, sometimes with us, um, and like the vulnerability of being a seed protected by something that can that protect from a, a, an elephant i don't know but is at least comforting and makes us feel good maybe
0: well it's it's so interesting that you're bringing this present moment into the reading of this poem because it's like i'm imagining okay god's this big elephant and he wants to stomp us <laughs> stomp us into the earth and be like, grow you little seeds grow. (laughs) And just thinking about how we are, are challenged in the present moment of the uncertainty, you know, with the ever-changing coronavirus, you know, with the different variants that are appearing, it's like, what's, you know, what's around the corner and, and what we knew or what we thought we knew and what we thought we had control of suddenly isn't there. Um, and so, how can we see ourselves as the seed that's like in this darkness, in this unknown, and we're just like, "All right, now what?" <laughs> you know, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what what nourishment can we get from the darkness? Mm. Um, and can the elephant, the Godfoot, sort of help? <laughs> almost maybe beyond our control help keep us down there you know until we're ready mm-hmm. to come out
1: mm-hmm. i don't or know until the outside is ready to like hold us
0: Ooh, you know i like that it's not
1: we're not ready like if they're we not came ready out, for us <laughs> yeah we wouldn't be we wouldn't they wouldn't be ready for us but also like we wouldn't be supported and like yeah um held in that way yeah. it's also interesting that it 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 um it is like a beginning like i feel like mm. everyone is feeling like we have to start all over again and start from scratch yeah because of everything i think um, people
0: are annoyed with that though
1: yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i built so much i thought i was like higher on the tree but right. i don't know
0: yeah yeah but i love i love how you turn that into the world isn't ready for us as far as, in, in two ways, I'm, I'm seeing that in two ways, as far as like, they're not ready to, to, to take in our radiance, you know, like mm. they, they don't have their sunglasses yet, you know, but then also they're not ready for us as as almost like expectant parents. Like maybe they, they don't have the crib set up for us, you know, it, maybe they don't have the blankets and the diapers needed for the arrival of us. Um, mm. So I just really love that. Oh my God, I love this.
1: Timing is so interesting. I feel because especially being into astrology and tarot and finding like the right transit for something to happen or or don't do this because Mercury is retrograde or whatever. <laughs> oh my um, God. Timing is so interesting in and it feels like a like a per, like knowing the right parameter knowing your parameters and the environment of something can both help and like hurt you because sometimes you get scared that like oh but it's really dark in there so I don't know if I'm gonna go in or you know that you should be in the darkness yeah um so it's sometimes pushing yourself to do it anyway like uh mercury is retrograde but I'm gonna do like I have to do this I have to let make it happen Uh, yeah Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting that you're that you're talking about that because well, Mercury is coming, right? Retrograde is like what? Is it like Friday? Yeah, I was like, Mm -hmm. uh, and and um, Venus
1: is retrograde right now. I know,
0: I know, and it's just like chaos. But um, it's not. It it all is in how we frame it, right? It's all in our intentions and how we work with the energies of the planet. Um, and it's interesting that you say like you know, Mercury's in retrograde, but I gotta do it anyway. Maybe maybe because Mercury's in retrograde, it's an invitation into seeing how you're doing the thing that you need to do in a different way. You mm-hmm. know, because often, you know, one of my favorite astrologers is Chani Nicholas. Mm. And oh my God, I love her. Like I could just gush about <laughs> her like all day um
1: subscribe to her app I did it it's great well
0: she doesn't have it for android yet so I'm like (gasps) I know I know I'm like waiting so I just do like the monthly thing but it's just Mm -hmm. not the same um (laughs) but I know that she talks about Mercury retrograde as a review like time to Mm -hmm. review things to slow down and just really look back And so Mm. it's interesting to think about like, if there's some forward progress that we're making that we are choosing to make, like, let's say we need to move or whatever. And, and your move in date is like February 1st, which is like right smack in the middle of retrograde. You got to sign the lease and stuff. What are you going to do? Like, oh no, can't, Mm. I can't do that because Mercury's in retrograde. No, it's more about like, maybe I'll take my time in reviewing the lease, Mm. look at, all the things, all the pieces more carefully instead of being rushed to do that. I don't know, I don't know, but we just, you know, we just li- went right into astrology.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, it feels like that feels also like uh, the present moment for everybody, yeah. where it's like, yeah. you, we have to do things differently yeah. and we have to yeah. like look at things differently and people are, uh, it, it, it is understandably frustrating. Yeah. As work yeah. retrogrades are, you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, so
0: what are you doing differently?
1: You know, I And then we'll talk about who
0: you actually are. (laughs) (laughs) We'll introduce you to the listeners later. Later, we'll go backwards, like retrograde. (laughs)
1: Exactly. I am trying to be comfortable with the pace that I am going at just Mm. as is Mm. and i still cannot shake the urgency or the pressure or the anxiety of needing to go at the pace that we were going at a couple years ago
0: yeah
1: and i keep comparing myself to people who actually maybe are doing that and are like making those moves and and it's it's too much yeah (laughs) and to, if I do three really important things that matter a lot to me in a day, then that like has, to, I think that has to be enough. Yeah. Um,
0: How's your body and, sitting with that?
1: Um, as I like sit up on my chair and I'm not touching the floor and I'm like scratching it and, and <laughs> um, fidgeting. It's fidgeting. Um, it's hard I'm not used to being so still Mm. I think
0: I think that's true Um, for a lot of us yeah yeah and it's and it's hard when you know that the rest of the world just collectively is trying to get back to that pace so energetically, like you feel it and you're like, I got to keep mm-hmm. up with the, like the flow of traffic, so to speak. I mean,
1: I've felt it like in waves, I feel when, whatever, maybe it was in the summer that everybody was like, ah, it's, we're out, everything is different. Normal, and, everything's back to yeah. normal. Yeah. And, and I was no. like, oh, wait. <laughs> and, and I also read something about how just with Omicron, it's like, it's hard to adjust to Yes, it's out there and it's really infectious, but like it's it's different and you're not gonna get super sick if you're vaccinated. Like, you know. Yeah. It's just the movement from being so cooped up and then being super free and feeling like, oh, it's not a big deal to some to some people. Yeah. And everybody is gonna um deal and cope with it in different ways. But just feels like a wave of oh now it's this oh now it's this and it's just yeah
0: yeah and I think the wave analogy really is like apt really speaks to how we're experiencing these changes it's like Mm -hmm. here comes a big one and then ah and just when we thought we were comfortable ah you know here comes another one you know Mm -hmm. and and so it's it's like what do we do for our nervous systems (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm.
0: how do we how do we regulate? How do we like get into the into the the sort of ease of being comfortable with the uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't
0: know. I don't have any answers. Do you?
1: I'm trying every day. <laughs> You're like, I um, just turn to the tarot. <laughs> I just pull a card and see what happens. No. Um I mean it in the analogy of that poem I've been reminding myself a lot of just the only thing like if I do one thing continuously through the day it's figuring out how to hold myself in the moment Mm. because whatever is like whatever wave is going to happen is going to happen
0: yeah yeah
1: and it's how you can hold yourself and make yourself comfortable, even while you're walking through that, even through um, the retrograde or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you have any practices that you use to, to kind of help hold yourself? Because, you know, there is that, that sort of split between the ego that wants to like do all the things and check off all mm-hmm. the boxes and be quote unquote practical. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the ease of trusting your, your intuition, your higher self. And so there's those two, we'll say forces or identities that are at play. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything that you do personally to like, as a practice to kind of quiet the, the ego panic a little bit.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um- I will put my hands on my body and like feel my body. That has been continuously helpful. And even mm. um, making, I, I, one of my yoga teachers had us um, like purr, like like make a like a like noise, like a not a moaning noise, but while you're in whatever pose um just to feel that like vibration and in in, in your body
0: like a humming kind of like a
1: yeah like a humming and that has helped me a lot too just in any moment where I'm like okay mm, like this is okay Ooh. like sort of singing your to yourself or I love that it to yourself um, I'm reading a book now that is about I'm gonna find the title okay but it is about the body being a part like we so often think of I'm really only just on the first chapter but we so often think of ourselves as like our mind and something separate from the body yeah Where it's like oh my yeah. body's not doing this today yeah. or like oh, I can't get it to do this or it really worked with me today um, and the body and the nervous system instead being you itself yeah you yourself yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah, we spend a lot of time in our heads, right? And, uh-huh. and we forget that we forget that we have bodies,
1: you know. Yeah. I mean,
0: especially with this the age of Zoom, you know, where Yeah,
1: where I'm looking at you now and you're just ahead.
0: Right. Right. And you're not real, like I could touch the screen, but it's right. like, I'm just touching like plastic and metal and whatever.
1: Uh Uh uh-huh yeah
0: so so we forget and then so what our what our eyes are seeing you know is immediately what stays in the head and so the rest of the body from the Mm -hmm. neck down it's like you don't realize you have a body until you get up from the desk for example you're like oh yeah oh yeah my hip oh yeah
1: yeah and even I remember reading an article about um how with zoom the just like the delay or like and the, Both the delay, and then you're not actually looking at somebody's eyes. Right. You're looking right. like at the screen, and right. not at the camera. The camera, and right. it just looks, at, and you're like, oh, this is all—it's <laughs> right. right. all
0: misaligned. Right. It yeah. makes you wonder, like, what's going to happen to our hand-eye coordination <laughs> when we actually like see people again? You know what I mean? I mean, right. like, I see people now, but it's not the same. So it's just like, oh, that you're a physical person. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah i found yeah. the, the oh, yeah, book that i'm us. reading it's called the wisdom of your body and it's by hillary mcbride Ooh,
0: um, i love that i'm gonna have and, to go check it out myself
1: yeah she's a, a counselor and a a i i found her through this podcast called the liturgist um mm-hmm. which is it's changed a lot i think there's only one one um speaker now but there used to be three and they were um I not I'm not going to say like ex-Christians but they were people trying to deconstruct and and Whoa. move out of that and see like what do I still take and like still believe from my belief from my faith Sounds like my people. Oh. Yeah, it was super helpful when I was going through a big faith change in my life.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. And seeing yeah. how
1: people did faith differently
0: hmm. even
1: though I thought that there was just this one way that the Bible is supposed to be or like yeah. my church or my pastor said
0: yeah well we don't know what we don't know right and then we we just kind of trust whatever bubble we're in until something mm. else comes and says hey over here there's something on the other side of this thing yeah. so can you talk a little bit about that because I'd love to hear about this this um, relationship with faith and you know like where you started and and you know what kind of journey you've had up until this point?
1: Or, um, I again was raised a uh, Christian. My family, uh, was big in the church. My, my uncle is a pastor, um, grew up singing in church. My grandma had her every Christmas that's a big memory, tried to make me sad, Aww. have me sing for the church. Um, and so not only was it a faith like belief thing, it was also like a cultural, like family thing Hmm. um so it had that at like that kind of not I was gonna say that kind of hold but like that kind of mean it held that much meaning for me I there are some people who it's just it was just like a belief thing Hmm. and and it's very me I I don't want to speak for anybody else but it to me it would seem easier to be like oh I don't believe that so I'm gonna leave Hmm. um but it's was difficult and is something I still wiggle around with that, like, I talk to my family, and there are moments where they're still trying to, like, be like, hey, you should come back and do this, or, like, you should change, blah, 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 Um, but a big part of my walk-in, I, now I'm using all of these, like, old terms, like, my walk-in, my faith, because it's just, like, in me, yeah, 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 was me grappling with my sexuality, which mm. also is is terms and using words grappling with my tendencies of yeah. this and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um and figuring out for myself whether I really believed that being gay was a sin, that being gay was gonna like condemn me to hell, um, that I was doing the wrong thing. <sighs> and so that did you
0: feel in those moments you know like you're you're <clears throat> in this in this in this religion right mm-hmm. that that's basically telling you that your existence is wrong like how did you yeah. how did you deal with that how did you navigate because you know as a kid you might be like oh god you know like i totally buy that but then maybe there's something deep in you that's like no that doesn't that doesn't feel true mm-hmm. so yeah can you talk a little bit about like Your relationship with that before you were like oh there's other things outside of christianity
1: there is a i mean we're talking about the body and how we feel of it is separate from us Mm. Um, and so i really made it a separate thing Mm. where if my body feels a certain way any sort of pleasure any sort of attraction excitement that's bad And that is not what God wants me to feel or like Mm. how God wants me to move in this vessel, quote unquote. Mm. Um, And so I really separated myself from it. And I remember there was a big moment um, thinking about. It's interesting because what actually brought me like back into church. So we used to go when I was younger in elementary school, and then I started feeling more feelings and being an adolescent and a teenager and hormones and. All of that. And I went more into the church because I was like, what do I do with this? Mm. Oh, what is the what does the Bible say? I'm not going to do it. And I remember thinking, there was this one passage that said, <clears throat> Like the road to heaven is like really tiny and like like skinny and and harder, and the road to hell is like really big and everybody's going. Right. And I was like, right. okay, so this is the harder thing to do is to deny myself mm-hmm. and live a harder life. So I'm gonna do that.
0: Mm.
1: And so up until college, that's what like I, there would just be cycles of oh I, I, literally every time I even just saw a boy that I thought was cute or. Mm-hmm. It was like hitting myself. He was mm. like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, it felt very alone. It felt, like I said, like a cycle, like, mm. oh, we're going back into this, but then God's going to forgive me, but then I'm going to do it again. And mm. like nobody else would understand and nobody else knew what was going on, especially yeah. because it's also like sort of a taboo thing to talk about. Oh, yeah. And in church, like I, I've maybe there were moments that somebody was on the pulpit talking about it. But other than that, it's just like, where's your girlfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, especially like Filipino. Where's your girlfriend?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. I have somebody yeah. I could match you yeah, up with. I, <laughs> Who will we'll be the... your partner.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then it was, it was like college and of course like leaving home yeah. mm-hmm. and being, alone, being on my own. And then also, and then after out of college, I, I did a tour, uh, like a, a theater tour. Ooh. And then I was like really alone because mm. I was on a bus with these people <laughs> yeah. and we were dri- driving around and, and I could do anything and nobody would know. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of like when I, like I had my first boyfriend and, mm. and then I really, really like started to like think for myself and found that podcast and be like, oh, there are people who also think that it's weird that I believe that I shouldn't be able to do this and think that your body is a part of you and you should listen to it and pleasure is okay. Yeah. yeah. And people interpret scriptures and things differently. So yeah, I don't know if that that brought you on some sort of journey, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so then how did you, how did you, okay, so we're at a point now where you are, you are understanding that how you're feeling and who you are is not a sin, is okay, is, you know, is you. So then how did you, like, so what happened next in terms of, of your, your faith, your spirituality, not necessarily with the Christian church, but just in general, like, how was it, what, what became of your relationship with, with God, with just who you are, Mm. you know, like, where, where are you now?
1: Where am I now?
0: I don't know. That's like the (laughs) million dollar question of anybody I
1: know, right? I think that it every everything became a question. Mm. And that's sort of where I am now. Um there was a the questioning was like a to me it felt a big no no
0: mm. in church. Yeah. yeah. Why
1: do you do that? But like why is that said that way? oh do you just have to believe? That's just how it um, is. Stop asking questions. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm trying to think. That was about 2019. Um, I broke up with my boyfriend, and that was that was a big thing. Mm. And then 2020 was pandemic, and then I started doing tarot reading. And it's interesting <clears throat> because I always think about how maybe in some ways I will find myself back to to like truths that I learned growing up maybe mm. in even in the faith
0: mm-hmm.
1: but in my own way yeah like yeah. and being like oh I like that is a thing that maybe Jesus said that I actually do believe and also there are all these other things yeah um a lot of it's, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's a mixture of, I think I'm trying to find the answers to those questions, like, for myself, that's where I am now, yeah, yeah, because, and that being something that I stand on, rather than it says this here, right, so, so let me,
0: let me dictate it to you, and, you know, there's no room for interpretation, this is the law, and
1: that's it, yeah, and that's, that's why I think I like tarot so much, and Hmm. in the way that I do it, um where it is not again from like the guidebook or even what traditionally and there are so many different traditions but right um it's it it says that should be um
0: yeah
1: I'll draw from I pulled this card when I was feeling this way and yeah this thing was happening in my life and it reminds me of this feeling or this moment or
0: yeah
1: and people will react better to that because it is like from a personal place um yeah.
0: it's also from the present moment you know because yeah we we i mean tarot is not a a future teller you know mm. it's and, and it's it's all about the present moment i mm-hmm. i feel um mm-hmm. so exactly. So yeah.
1: yeah the only thing place the only place that you can really do anything
0: right Right. Exactly. Is, right. I, we're not time travelers yet. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't want, that's too much for me. I wouldn't want to do that. But.
0: I don't either. I'm good with right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has enough.
0: So tell me about how you got involved with tarot. Like how, like, so, so you're on this, on this inquiry, right. And and mm. still are, you know, on this journey mm-hmm. of not just self inquiry, but spiritual and relationship to the divine, um, mm-hmm. And just for the record, I love Jesus. I don't like the Catholic religion,
1: you know, mm-hmm. like I
0: love Jesus and his teachings and what he stood for, but then man had to come in. And when I say mm-hmm. man, I mean, literally like male patriarchal people mm-hmm. <laughs> had to come in mm-hmm. and shape and twist his words around into things that oppress people. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just my own sidebar. Um,
1: <laughs> but I'm, I'm
0: curious about how, So so you're on this, on this searching, on this inquiry, and an investigation into asking deeper questions, and so mm-hmm. now tarot comes in. How did that? How did how did tarot come into your life?
1: I had gotten. Uh, I well, there used to be a woman I used to work at a coffee shop in in the village, in New York, and uh, this oh, woman very cool. In, Which one? She, I'm just curious. <clears throat> um, you're like I don't want to say anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're. <laughs> We don't, uh, <laughs> we don't talk about that anymore we don't talk about that um we love everybody um and she would come in and pull cards for me sometimes oh um, and and for um for for my coworkers. and at that time I like I don't remember anything that she said I'd be just like yeah. oh that's yeah. interesting
0: yeah um
1: and then it was at, the, after- I, at
0: this point just really quick at this point what was your perception of tarot
1: Oh, I was open to it. I wasn't yeah. so much like, oh, that's the devil. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought, oh, that's that's cool. I, I, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, that energy sort of led me to, like, getting my first tarot reading. There's this yoga studio in Brooklyn that was opening and um, had different events that were happening. And so there was, like, an herb consultation that you could do for free mm. and then also a tarot reading. Mm-hmm. And so that was after... Um, my breakup and it like told me exactly where I was I pulled Ooh. the tower which of course is oh my god infamous, and uh say, say the, something
0: about the tower for our listeners who are not familiar with oh, the, tarot. Like,
1: <laughs> the tower oh. is part about <laughs> foundations and things that you thought were solid and place falling away Mm -hmm. unexpectedly there are a lot of different change cards or like ending cards in the tarot Mm -hmm. um, but that feels like one that you did not expect and you thought was solid and then they had to open it up and there's stuff in there yeah um and that I think was like where I was with this relationship and I thought Mm. oh this is gonna be solid and okay and I'll just ignore these things that like yeah I sort of know are under there but um and So that really stayed with me. And so Mm. when the pandemic came around and I was sitting at home a lot and needed a hobby, I um, bought my own tarot deck. Nice. And even though that's uh, apparently a thing that you're not supposed to do, but uh, going again with what other people say and what anything says, it doesn't matter.
0: I wasn't gonna wait around for someone to buy it for me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, it's like I'm wasting my time, like, oh, buy this for me. Karen, yes. I'll just call you, but like, <laughs> buy this for me.
1: <laughs> and then that's uh, whatever. Yeah. Um and then I just started pulling cards and reading anything I could about yeah. it online. And I kept the really fan. My friend brought bought me this, this really fancy leather journal that looked Ooh. like a like a Like a special tome of knowledge, so I filled it with a daily pull every day, and then I went through all of the cards (sighs) and what it and who it reminded me of, and what feeling it made me remind uh, reminded me of. And I I had an index in the back where you could I numbered the pages, and (laughs) you could turn and be like, "What are all the pages that have the magician?" Oh,
0: Um, that's amazing! I got goosebumps. I'm like, I want to do that. I mean, that's a really great way to really get familiar with the cards you know Mm -hmm. to really understand the personality and of course you know my listeners are all into the woo woo stuff so we can talk about this (laughs) but (laughs) you know it's it is a relationship I mean the cards are I view them as a divination tool you know and Mm -hmm. it really is um built on relationship because I have I have a few decks and there's this one deck that is like not my friend And, you know, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. And part of it is the artwork, you know, part of it is the energy of it. So I'm trying to figure out like what to do with it. Like, do I continue to work with it or do I Mm. gift it to somebody who might resonate with it better? But I feel that what you did um, is a really great practice for getting to know the cards. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And if anyone wants to do
0: that, go do what Aaron did.
1: Well, (laughs) that sounds awesome. uh and in, in getting to know the cards, actually like getting to know myself
0: yes, yes
1: because it's all coming from even if it is spiritual it's coming from me yeah um, yeah and totally. things that i i you perceive and like um take in from your body, of course, and then everything yeah. So it felt like creating, like literally creating a library of you. My, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: The library of Aaron.
1: The library. (laughs) I love it. And then it's so much easier to then do a reading for somebody else because Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking of somebody else's words. I'm like, oh, I look at a card and feel whatever that feeling is. Yeah. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think was a big, probably relief to myself after all of that, like Christian thinking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because all that Christian framework was telling you to not like yourself, to deny who you are, to deny yourself. Yeah. And the tarot mm-hmm. here is saying, actually, this is who you are. And I like to see the tarot as a mirror, right? To say, mm-hmm. all right, here, this is who you are. You know this. You're just looking Mm. away, you know? And I feel like that's what tarot does really well. It's like when you pull a card, it always is something that you needed to hear or see or feel, Mm -hmm. but you couldn't quite get to it for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I love that the tarot has opened up the book of you, just to kind of continue the the metaphor um, into something that you, you know, that you can celebrate.
1: (laughs) Ooh. yes (laughs) yes <laughs> and more than like you were saying uh, tarot not so much as a fortune telling or future thing but yeah. I've been really working with um, with it as a like remembering tool and I yes. and one big I mean, we both have this deck uh, the with Tarot yes. by JL um, who I just took a class with Uh, called like remembering rituals Mm. and um, working with specifically a lot of like Filipino traditions. And, and so in creating that library, remembering things about myself and things that are familiar, Mm -hmm. um, like I, like that idea that I'm going to go back to those things that I learned when I was growing up in maybe in Christianity but do it my own way yeah Um, and that in turn I feel like sort of brings you forward into the future too where like if you're walking down a path and you look around at what is happening the path that is going to feel like yours is going to be familiar and feel like oh I remember this like this is Mm -hmm. like you I like as if you like planned it a certain way yeah yeah um, and like you I've know been here before. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. My mom always says that. Um instead of saying deja vu, she's like, oh I, I had a like I had a dream like this, or I was like, I did this already. Yeah. Um
0: I love so, that. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the I love the remembering um because it, you know, I have um I have a mentor and she she was, she was reframing this idea of release and invoking, you know, so like, I, I like to do Mm -hmm. a new moon ritual, every new moon, because it's that clean slate, every new lunar cycle Mm -hmm. and, you know, burn the things you want to release and then also burn the things that you want to call in or invoke. And Mm -hmm. she changed the words around, um, where it's instead of I release it's I set free, which feels more, Active, You Mm -hmm. know, instead of like, I release control. It's more like I set control free. It's like, go away, you know, like Mm -hmm. be free, go fly into the universe. And then for, for calling in and invoking, she says, try. I remember because when you desire something, when you have something like you want, it's because it's already there in you because Mm -hmm. it, it was yours at some point in time, whether it's a, a past lifetime, a future lifetime, a different timeline altogether.
1: Mm-hmm. But by
0: calling it and saying, I remember, allows you to embody that feeling of like, yes, this is something that I've had. And, mm-hmm. and I can embody that, I can possess it again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I don't, I, the whole remembering thing just sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, so that makes me think of two things. Um, this I set free, Mm-hmm. Just like the the change in language makes it feel more you were talking about relationship before and mm-hmm. you know, having a relationship with the cards, a relationship with yourself. And I feel like as a water sign, as a cancer, like relationship is so important to me. yeah, and um having like when you and even with the poem at the beginning, like, the seed having feelings and yeah. about God um, personifying things like that. I don't know how to put it into words, but that just feels like to me, a remembering, right? It's like, oh, things are, it relationship feels home to me. Mm. Where if I said, I said, I, what, what, what did you say it was before I release yeah. It feels like an action, but if I put something and I and then I then I imagine holding a toy or holding an animal yeah. or a child, I mean yeah. I set you free.
0: Yeah. And
1: then that story, like going back to we haven't really talked about story a lot, but like being a storyteller, yeah. that is a story.
0: Yeah.
1: Um becomes a story that people mm-hmm. relate to. Yeah. Rather than oh I set this free and you open the door and like things come out or whatever. Yeah. Um the other thing that second part made me me remember Mm -hmm. i remember is is the new moon in capricorn Mm -hmm. ritual that i did and one of in that in that class that i was talking about was was with jl umipig just to say her full name and give her all of the all the props all all the props and the lineage props um and one of the things that one of my classmates peers was doing a reading for me and and they said you have everything and that was the end of the sentence and I was expecting you have everything in you or just like some sort of qualifier yeah um but like you were saying even if it was a past life even if it was spiritually even if it is actual an actual memory you like have everything yeah you think of astrology and you have all of, you have all of the planets, you have all of the signs. Right. Um, you think of the deck that you have, you have it all in your hand. You have the library that you're making.
0: Yeah.
1: And so many things and systems and people tell us that we don't have everything or we don't have enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to, to block that out (laughs) because it's, it's persistent, right? It's, it Mm -hmm. keeps coming at us, which, um, which is interesting as I put it up against this idea or this philosophy of like, what the, the inner world, what's going on within you is Mm -hmm. then reflected in your outer world. So if I have people coming at me saying, you don't have the things or you're not enough, or you don't have everything. What does that say about what's happening inside? you know what I mean? Mm. And so thinking like maybe I need to do that inner work to uh-huh. to remember that uh-huh. that I have everything, and then the the messaging externally will start to shift.
1: Mm-hmm. And also there's like shitty stuff out there oh yeah like
0: (laughs) totally totally we are not gonna discount that that yeah
1: exactly (laughs) that like that's gonna be that's real (laughs) there and 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 learning to recognize what what is like you said the thing that inside you have to remember and so it's it's like projecting out there and so you see it outside of you or you don't see it outside of you and then what is not something intuitive and not part of your intuition. And yeah, what's a projection
0: just, of other people's shit on you? Yeah, yeah. You know, which that's, that's hard to know, discern sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's a lot of work. Like <laughs> It is. <laughs> and, and, and work that we shouldn't have to do. Right.
0: Well, like, yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, we shouldn't have to do, but I feel that if we do it, then it will with enough practice, it will then become almost automatic for us to discern, oh yeah, that's not mine.
1: Sure, sure. Um the, the the way that I'll reframe that then is is like where other people have the privilege to not do that.
0: Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes.
1: Um we're, we're probably talking about the same thing and saying the same thing yeah, right awesome. next to each other in different <laughs> yeah. ways.
0: Right, right, right. Um, right. <laughs> so why don't you unpack that? Because, you know, listeners are not connected in our brains like ours are.
1: Sure, exactly. <laughs> My Pisces Rising is probably like a watercolor painting coming out. And I feel like Ooh. I know it's, what I'm talking about. and Everybody's like, uh. <laughs> um, just like the different intersectionalities of people. Um, for all I'll talk for myself, being a a gay man, being a person of color, um, uh, there are things that I have to deal with. I just um, moved to Texas, yeah. Um, and in the society around me, that people who already live here and are white and maybe are straight do not have to deal with, right? And there are things that I don't have to deal with in my that other people that maybe um, Black people or trans people go through that I do not understand and don't have to like go through right um, and so maybe the, like that's the place that I'm coming from about acknowledging that intersectionality when yeah. because because there is definitely I think we had talked about this before um in certain spiritual spaces that are are just like oh just change it for yourself like just change your mindset
0: yeah and
1: and (laughs) change it inside you and and all will be okay yeah (laughs) and and not even thinking about like no like in reality that's that's not all you have to do some people have to work harder and some people have to yeah deal with different things that you don't have to deal with yeah um for sure and that is like so harmful and then for people who are working with all of that um the the voice saying it's your fault like you Ooh. have to change is even heavier you know what i mean yeah yeah um so i in in my readings in my life hopefully like to just like at least name that
0: yeah yeah um
1: and put it out there right um before trying to do any sort of healing quote unquote <laughs> well you can um, do both at
0: the same time you know exactly exactly you know and and that's i think that's that's what's missing from the conversation in in quote unquote spiritual new age communities like predominantly mm-hmm. white communities is mm-hmm. that you know because of the the conversation from these these white communities, they have the privilege to just work on the mindset to work, you know, within, Mm -hmm. because there are no um, physical three-dimensional structural issues that they necessarily have to deal with, you know, for example, Mm -hmm. the biggest one being racism. And Mm -hmm. so the the conversation is is sort of a spiritual bypassing where we just like work on the inside, we work on the spirit, but you know, we're here Mm -hmm. in our physical bodies for a reason, right? And mm-hmm. that is to, at least in my view, is to like evolve, but also help the collective, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not just personal inner work, healing work or whatever, but it's also taking inspired action to help other people do the same. Mm-hmm. Of course, if they want it, you know, cause you can't force help on people. Like I wanna sure. help you and I wanna save you. You know, we can't, we can't mm-hmm. do that. But to not overlook the responsibility as a citizen as a human mm-hmm. being on the planet mm-hmm. um because we're trying to do just the mindset work you know mm-hmm. we need to then, have
1: both that makes me think again going back to like the body yeah and like you cannot just only think of your mind and your ego and your spirit because right. then that doesn't take into account my brown skin or right <laughs> uh, right where i am you know um, which is also a part of me
0: yeah Yeah. And so it's, it's so interesting because I, I, I I keep turning this, this idea over and over again. It's like, all right, so there's this conversation that we're all spirit souls and we're all one and, you know, all come Mm. from source, all this stuff, but then we're also very different in our human bodies. And we are Mm. in these specific locations on the planet for a reason, right? You and I could have been like born and raised in the Philippines and we wouldn't have Mm -hmm. to deal with the shit. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. We would
0: deal with other things like exactly. comedy, <laughs> you know, for example. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but racism, like you know, people in Philippines are like, we don't understand like what you guys are talking about, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But um, I mean, they do because there is colorism, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's you know, but that's a that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but to think about, okay, so we are we are incarnating in this specific time, place, geography. And so what is our Dharma? What is our calling? What is our purpose, so to speak, for being here? It's not just I'm gonna sit and meditate and own, you know, 24-7. <laughs> you know, as much as that might be fun, you know, we can't, we can't do the spiritual bypassing. And so it it takes some some integrity to say, all right, what's the inspired action that mm-hmm. we can take? Um, but again, like you said, you know, we have to work harder than others for example. Mm -hmm. And I think there is um, a choice we can make in terms of how we see that, you know, do we Mm -hmm. see it as quote unquote fair or unfair? You know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's up to the individual. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think about that,
1: you know, that makes me think a lot about Venus retrograde thoughts that I've been having in Capricorn.
0: Share, share,
1: and about love, mm. and that is the thing that you review in a Venus retrograde, um, and the thing that I've been learning. I feel like we talked about. Oh my gosh, just thinking about my entire life that I talked about. Yeah, we talked about that first tarot reading, and after the, that breakup, and that felt like a time for me to. Relearn like self love Mm. and like, no, all of these things that your body needs are good. And I am good. I wrote a whole song called Good about how I'm good. And uh, that was the moment for that. And during this Venus retrograde, it feels like in Capricorn, which is more about work and dedication and feels more structural, um, that work can be. Like you you cannot just uh, like self-care and self-love and and like you said, om, Right. Which we love, but um that feels like the lesson I learned before. And this is now the lesson I'm learning now is and working and dedicating yourself to something is also love and all like the doing yeah. of something and love is an action. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: love is devotion.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Something. devotion,
0: devotion is, is action in some way or another, you know, it could be uh-huh. like, I don't know if you have this in your, in your, your version of Christianity, but in, in the Catholic religion, there's uh-huh. devotionals where, you know, for example, uh-huh. Uh-huh. nine days of prayer to Mary, for example, you know, so the uh-huh. action is continual prayer up to the practice of prayer over a period of time. Uh-huh. Um, and so as long as there's the intention, like I could be devoted to growing a business, for example, or I could mm-hmm. be devoted to reading tarot and, um, but it's it really is about that that love that you you infuse in the in the doing, mm.
1: mm-hmm. which maybe is like a thing to remember. Mm-hmm. I felt like I did a lot of things before this pandemic that I was just doing and yeah. not, like putting any love into doing that and like devoting myself or doing like, maybe the wrong thing or like something that yeah. someone else told me to love yeah um, yeah
0: I think a lot of us did that before pandemic where it was like mm-hmm. doing to prove ourselves or to mm-hmm. to check off the productivity list exactly um, which is not a not a great way to live
1: oh <laughs> no, no
0: so many things so many like growth lessons that we've learned I mean you know uh-huh. I feel like yeah pandemic is like mad, but also but also it's
1: exactly that sound yeah yeah that's,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but also you know lessons learned which we don't necessarily look at until we'll say Venus retrograde
1: <laughs> yeah well, we're we reviewing.
0: Here's your invitation. <laughs> you know, I know, I know. We're almost close to. Well, we are close to to kind of wrapping up. But I wanted to talk just a little bit about your storytelling because I know that that is the the foundation from which you um, read tarot, but also just I feel like in just who you're being. So, um, tell me about about storytelling. You know, how did you find that to be your mo
1: um i have just been doing it in different ways in writing stories and singing and being in plays and acting and short things um all of my life yeah
0: yeah
1: and i've also been consuming that and so have we all all of my life watching I think of like the animated movies and things like from Disney as yeah. a kid, and uh,
0: what draws so that's- you to that? <sighs> to storytelling. What is it about storytelling that that can that resonates with you that pulls you in?
1: I think it it also still like goes back to the remembering. Mm. Um, if you watch a story a good story you're going to well I'll speak for myself I so I watch something that I really relate to I see myself in that mm. in the mirror of that yeah and I see it brings up things for me that I, oh that reminds me of this feeling underneath that I've been putting away but I watch this movie and now I'm crying you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. or in in this pla in this musical that I watch and the character is feeling a certain way or is this certain role in the family? Um, and then there's something cathartic about watching that and then seeing what that character does and mm. how they live out. And it's like a safe place to to process things, I feel. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Not, you, you can't be in therapy all the time. <laughs> right, which, right.
0: <laughs> There'd be right.
1: so important where you're working on your own things, but sometimes you do just need to sit down and watch the movie and, yeah, and then cry. And then that's like, so healing. Yeah. Um, And so like the, just the arts in general being so important and being something that of course, I mean, we need to support and fund and do all of those things for, um, yeah. or, or, and, and. I'm just trying to think about it. like reading and the poems um, and that we were, we were, reading this is where my mind is like blanking up yeah. um so i don't know if that answers your question
0: yeah i, but I feel it that it just feels does. like
1: something that needs to be taken care of and precious and seen as as not just oh you're an actor oh yeah. like oh, you don't have a job like yes yeah. <laughs> No, I actually have a really important job, yeah. and like, you do society. it every day. Like you consume right. it every day, right? So, right.
0: Yeah, I think,
1: and and I've found different ways that that storytelling can happen. I feel in yeah. tarot, mm-hmm. in tarot, in in um, not just the way that maybe. I thought that an acting career would go. Are you like yeah. you you keep doing and you go get famous and you go to TV show and then that's it. Like that's the only way an act like Yeah. An actor can live or a yeah. writer or a, a singer or
0: Yeah. And that and that sort of speaks to what we were talking about earlier about like you just have this bubble and you don't know what you don't know, right? Until mm. you start like reaching beyond that that bubble boundary. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. what's over here? like, oh, there's more than one way to be an actor. I had no idea, you know, like, <laughs> let me talk to other people who do it differently. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's really important. And and as far as the story goes, I feel like just what I'm hearing from you is that it it's a, an entry point for, for people to really connect because we all connect with stories right and mm-hmm. we're always telling stories even if it's just like oh my god let me tell you about this guy who like cut me off in the highway blah 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 you know what I mean like anytime oh. we talk to somebody we have something to say mm-hmm. it's not like let me tell you about the statistics of blah 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 you know
1: right right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um, how dry of a terror reading would that be or oh movie? my god oh my god Can no, you know 75 percent of people pull this card like I okay <laughs> thanks. thanks.
0: <laughs> and 30% of them didn't like the result.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay,
0: great. Thanks. What does that have to do with me? <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. All right. So, my friend, this was so great. I um I feel like we could talk I forever. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like we just scratched the surface. So maybe we need to bring you on again for like part two Ooh. or something. <laughs>
1: I'll do it. I'll do it.
0: Uh, But to wrap up our episode for today, what would you like to do? Would you like to share a poem? Would you like to pull a card, or do both, or I don't know? What
1: what are you feeling? Actually, well, I'll I'll talk about the you reading the poem that you did. Confirmed to me that I should read this poem that I love from Rumi. Um, And it is called Acts of Helplessness. Here are the miracle signs you want, that you cry through the night and get up at dawn, asking that in the absence of what you ask for, your day gets dark, your neck thin as a spindle, that what you give away is all you own, that you sacrifice belongings, sleep, health, your head, that you often sit down in a fire like aloes wood, and often go out to meet a blade like a battered helmet. When acts of helplessness become habitual, those are the signs. But you run back and forth listening for unusual events, peering into the faces of travelers. Why are you looking at me like a madman? I have lost a friend, please forgive me. Searching like that does not fail. There will come a rider who holds you close. You faint and gibber. The uninitiated say, he's faking, how could they know? Water washes over a beached fish. The water of those signs I just mentioned. Excuse my wandering. How can one be orderly with this? It's like counting leaves in a garden along with the song notes of partridges and crows. Sometimes organization and computation become absurd
0: (laughs) I love it oh my god how
1: the more that I read that over I was like this is exactly what we need to do
0: totally I was we so needed to hear this I mean given our conversation but also just like where we are in this moment you Mm -hmm. know collectively because I feel that a lot of us speak from this position of helplessness You know, like when we complain, we give our power away, you know, when we, when we blame somebody else for whatever, you know, we, Mm -hmm. again, give our power away. So then it's, we forget, we, we forget that we have power. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, leave it to Rumi to bring us back to remembering, right. Mm -hmm. That we, that the power is within us and we're just choosing because we've forgotten. We're choosing the helplessness because we forgot. Oh my God, this is so good.
1: I also just love the one line that I always, I have underlined is excuse my wandering. How can one be orderly with this? Because like it's like, how am I supposed, I just love that exclamation of like, um, who is supposed to be, know what they're doing with this? It's crazy.
0: Right. Right. I mean, wow. it's this illusion, right. That we are in control. Mm -hmm. and really like we're not and everything's messy and we just have Mm -hmm. to like well actually a thought just came to mind maybe it's not messy it's just we have this perceived idea of how it should be but the universe is like no I have a design plan look at how the Mm -hmm. flowers bloom right Mm -hmm. and it's not messy to me. Like for us, it's like, yeah, of course we see the flowers. We, you know, we know what that, mm. what that cycle looks like, but mm-hmm. um, but maybe we just need to trust that our version of messy actually is not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, it sounds scary to say that out loud because mess is, is scary because it, it says that we're not in control, mm-hmm. at least to our ego minds. Mm. But maybe we don't need to be in control.
1: I don't know. I'm just. Jesus take the wheel, you know? Yes.
0: Carrie Underwood sing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: Aaron, this was so wonderful. Thank you so yes. much for this conversation. For I'm me. so excited. Yes. Oh, I really appreciate you sharing time with me and my listeners.
1: Thank you, um, Thank you for holding this for me.
0: Yeah. And if y'all want to get a tarot reading from Aaron, oh my God, I totally what? recommend it. Even if you've never had one, but even if you're a a reader yourself, like you know, Mm. we were just talking about how the cards are individual to the moment and how Mm. that particular person reads it. So you may pull the Tower card, but Aaron's going to read a different, you know, and maybe you want to hear what he has to say. Just
1: saying. So all,
0: yeah. So all his info is going to be in the show notes. But you can find him at Mr. Witch Boy on Instagram and Mm -hmm. all his
1: spelled out.
0: Yes, Mr. Spell, M-I-S-T-R-W-I-T-C-H-B-O-Y. Just hey, saying. That's All neat. right, <laughs> so that's it for now, my friends. Until next time, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, Grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos, by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to SuryaGeon.com slash subscribe.